0: Well, welcome to the journey. Uh, I have uh, Steve Summers from uh, ninety-five point three, the Bull, uh, a local radio station uh, in the Rockford area, and uh, welcome to the journey. And um, I know just recently, uh, Steve, we were we had an opportunity. You had me on um, on uh, the Bull, and you were asking me about the holiday uh, holiday season and how that may impact um, our mental health. And, and depression and grieving, and if there's some losses, and then how that's been complicated um, with uh, the with the pandemic this year, with COVID this year. So, uh, but I wanted to uh, continue our conversation and welcome welcome to the journey, Steve.
1: Oh, it's great to be here, Kevin. And uh, as always, you were very gracious and accepting my invitation. So when you extended an invitation my way, I was more than happy to be a part of the show. And uh, anytime that we can help someone by just conversation, that's a win win in everybody's book.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and that, and I think that's what I, we talk a lot of time, we just never know um, who who might be listening, and we never know um, what someone needs to hear. And if there could be something, just even one little thing that gives somebody um, some possible direction or hope, or, or even if nothing else, uh, I can relate to that, then then I think sure. we've done our job.
1: And probably more now so this time of year than any time of the year, because the holidays bring back so many memories of joy and fun. And then here we are in a COVID world where we're getting told we can't do some of the things we were told to do. And we kind of feel like we're at our adolescent stage once again, where somebody's controlling us. And wait a minute, I want to make my own decisions. And uh, we get kind of frustrated. So I think that's why this conversation is so important to have.
0: yeah yeah. well before we jump into that i'm just and i'm curious just myself and uh how long have you been uh doing doing radio and how long uh, have you been in the in the communication field
1: well it's a great question uh here we are in the ninety five three bull studios this is where i'm at every morning now Uh, i started in radio back in 1982 as a part-time overnight midnight (laughs) to 6 a.m kind of a shift on weekends only uh and then i worked my way in after going through college i um I wanted to get into theater and acting was kind of my first love and passion after construction uh once i went into a couple acting classes and i was told to be a tomato today and tomorrow you're going to be a tree i realized that maybe i wasn't going to make a good living doing the acting thing it wasn't just quite my calling it was close but not what i wanted but uh being in show business and being able to communicate and express myself and talk with people I think that's what led me to radio. So when I got into college, University of Wisconsin, Whitewater, I uh, walked right into the college campus radio station the first day and got myself an air shift and a job and uh, fell in love with it. A couple of years later, while still going to college, I was invited to come to Rockford on a blind date, which I did. And uh, that blind date turned out to be my wife. And when I was in town, I heard of an opening across town at 97 ZOK back in 1982, applied for it and i've been doing radio in rockford for 38 ish years
0: yeah sure Sure. So, uh, so I could go on a thousand different places and, and, <laughs> and uh, with that. Well, and, and I, and my, my daughter and wife, my daughter specifically started in the performing arts, started being in musicals and plays when she was eight years old, she's 22 now. And then my wife got uh, very much involved, uh, working behind the scenes of her background as a, as an artist. And so, uh, so I have, I, and I, and I enjoy and appreciate, um, all, all form to the arts but specifically the stage um, regarding what what can be there's something about live theater and, uh, and not plays as well as musicals that that is such a rich experience um that you know different than a film different than and and having been that you know I wouldn't necessarily call myself a theater dad but um that dad who would uh you know if there was eight productions in a weekend I probably sat through six of the eight productions and none of them were actually ever the same you know that and uh and I think that's the beauty of live theater is that um it, it's 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 it changes from, in this case, most of the community theater was from Thursday night to the Sunday's production. Um, you could see the uh, a development and evolution of, of the actors uh, as well as the production itself.
1: A lot of it's the improv because you're on the edge. You never know what's going to happen. And if it does go wrong, the goal is to make sure that nobody knows it went wrong. So yeah. you try to make it all seem like it's jiving and that's the edge of live radio that's the edge of live theater versus a movie or a tv show where it's cut we got to do that over it wasn't right and uh, to this day and nothing against our tv broadcast journalists in town or anyone who does you know recordings or camera work uh, there's a difference between radio personalities and camera personalities because we kind of live on the edge and we could do it in one take we just do it Uh, TV people sometimes need prompters and to clarify and get all their thoughts written out before they actually read them and express them. So that's the big difference between the mediums in town.
0: Yeah. 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 Anyway, really. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's so interesting you say that because having been a therapist for 30 years in the counseling field for 30 years, um, I the the couple times when I've had to do either a commercial or a short a short film or something like that and they had a teleprompter I got nervous but if I could just have an outline of what I'm going to talk about or just have a conversation I do much better and it seems to flow much better so it's uh it's interesting I've never never really thought of it the difference with that well let me let me ask you uh how how would you say in, in, in the 38 years that you've been on, on the radio, how have you noticed, what are some of the big changes that you've noticed as, as, as technology's changed, as, um, yeah, just as, as time has gone on, what have you noticed?
1: Well, in this industry, I think even in television too. now, we can do a lot of things with just our phones now. I can record clients. I can take snapshots and videos. And I know like a lot of TV personalities are doing their shows from home because of COVID-19. A lot of them are doing it on their phone so there's a big difference there where in the old days you had to have antennas and wires and extreme uh, setups now it's just like this on a laptop computer and here i am i could have taken the shot anywhere but since i was in the studio i thought well we'll just have our conversation here uh the technology has changed so much where we had actual albums when i started mm-hmm. with a needle and all the commercials around what looked like an 8-track which we called a, a cart And we had machines. We had to keep loading these machines in all the time. And there had to be somebody there 24-7 because if there was no one there, nothing got done. Station never ran. Now it's all computerized. We program our computers. We can uh, voice track our shows. We can install uh, conversations and put them in days, weeks, months, even years before and have them ready to play by time codes. So everything's different now because of the technology, but the one thing that has never changed and probably will never change is the one-to-one communication that radio has with the listeners. When you're turning on your radio, be it in your car or at home, even if it's recorded, it's all about a connection and that will never change. And I think that's even with television, it's that connection between the viewer and those at home watching the news or watching that program. It's that connection, which will never be able to be
0: changed. Yeah, yeah, no, I think, uh, and and there is, I think you that's a hundred percent spot on because very similar to, uh, you know, this this podcast this format. Um, if you listen to someone on a regular basis, similar to listen to a particular show or a particular time period on the radio, it's it's as if uh, you know that person and and you're you're uh, on receiving content, receiving. Uh, it's almost like a conversation. A, but it's one way. So uh, I, right, yeah, right. And I think
1: a lot of people call it like habit forming. And it's kind of like, everything's good in the world. If I'm on the morning show and you wake up and I'm there in the morning, if I'm on vacation, everything seems a little kitty wampus for you. It's like, well, my morning didn't start off quite the way I'd liked it to, or remember it always being, well, maybe I was on vacation or maybe you didn't get that sense of comfort, that sense of all is good in the world because it seems normal and that's where 2020 has been such a jagged year for so many people is our normalcy our blanket our you know feeling of everything is good in the world got ripped out from underneath us and it's not the same so that's why it's very awkward for a lot of people in 2020 to try to you know get through work get through the families uh, see their loved ones because we can't
0: Well, and I think that is a great segue into, you know, kind of what we wanted to talk about today was this this idea that that even though uh, the the COVID-19 has come in and the response to COVID-19 and trying to make it help us stay safe and and minimize the 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 impact of that. December still, November still came The how, you know, the holidays still happen, December, you know, December and, and, and all the different holidays that happened in December and the activities, the activities may not be happening the same way, but those, those, those dates are still here. And, and that has really been a a big struggle. Um, What are some of the things that you've, you've seen, or just observed as, as maybe even from, you know, from like, Halloween, post-Halloween as we've gone into Thanksgiving and now now that we're, you know, in, the, in December. What's some, what are some things that you've observed, you've, you've experienced?
1: Well, obviously, we don't have the, the company Christmas parties and we don't have all the get-togethers that we've normally had. But the one thing that I find in my life, a, a lot of normalcy, is uh, I'm, a, I'm a Griswold at my house. I put up so many Christmas trees. My wife loves a light, so I, I spoil her and I put up a zillions of lights. It's not quite the uh, Janesville Rotary Botanical Gardens kind of a setup, but it's very similar. Lights everywhere. And for me, that gives me pleasure to give somebody joy by putting up lights and putting up a lot of Christmas trees or decorations. So we did that this year, no matter what, because it was more of a, uh, my gift to you is that, you know, we may be in a different world right now. It may be a different year, but we have some great memories. We have a history together and we celebrate that history even through the decorations, carving pumpkins, uh, even as simple as decorating cookies. Uh, even if you're by yourself or if you lost a loved one and maybe that was something that you did is made cookies together and you decorated them. Uh, I find it very comforting to do it again in their honor and in their memory. And at the same time, it's like, it's different, but it feels good remembering those good memories. And I think that gets a lot of people through these difficult times. Uh, December, the you know seasonal effect disorders coming up where there's less daylight. People are going to start feeling kind of gloomy and down. But you got to look at the positive. Do something that makes you feel good, that brings back great memories, because then you're going to go back to that time frame. And even if it's just for you know, five minutes, even a minute, You felt good doing that. I think we can build on those little minutes instead of taking, as you've said many times, Kevin, the whole big picture, which is pretty daunting at times where we're just kind of waiting here for a vaccine, waiting for a glimmer of hope or a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, make your own little lights here and there, and that'll help you through this dark period.
0: Yep yep no i i 100 100% agree with you and and you know um uh my wife with, our, with her with her the artist within her is the you know she you know our house i mean i this year i think uh, and i noticed this in our neighborhoods too i saw christmas go christmas was emerging earlier this year than i think i've ever observed it before um and i think that may have you know kind of going along with what you were saying maybe you know more people had time on their hands um, being at home uh, was something that they could do i know for me walking the dog around the neighborhood i've definitely appreciated that aspect and watching my wife decorate the house um, and in doing the way that she has always done it at the same time knowing that we're not going to have those gatherings at our house the friend gatherings and, and those types of gatherings like we had in the past, uh, she didn't say this, but for, for me, my observation was it's who she is. I deeply appreciate it um, and, and being able to enjoy it and savor those time periods, but that's who she is and, and COVID can't change that. Um, or, or in her case, she's not gonna let it change her. You know.
1: Sure, well, let me just turn that to you a little bit more so that you can help a lot of our viewers. Uh, maybe I am suffering a little bit from depression right now because the holidays are here, and maybe we lost a loved one. Are uh, your recommendations the same thing? Is to do those wonderful things, keep those memories alive, and but at the same time, do it in their honor and remember those people.
0: Well, and here's so here's the paradox, right? And 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 I think you know um, we talk about it in in specifically counseling someone who is grieving a loss is that everyone grieves differently. And, and this is where sometimes uh, there ends up being conflict between uh, friends and family members because people are grieving differently and they're at different, different areas of where they're grieving. So the paradox of that is that we have to kind of be, give ourselves permission on one hand, that if we don't feel like we can get, especially if, if, if we're in that, critical first few months, first year of that significant loss, there may be time periods that we may not feel like getting out of bed. There may be time periods where we just don't feel like doing something. So on one hand, we need to be able to honor ourselves of maybe at least the possibility of doing it different at the same time, but am I also helping myself stay stuck? So, so it's this paradox of, uh, on one hand, I need to honor myself that I, I'm just not, don't have the energy at this moment. And on the other hand, maybe I also need a little bit of normalcy, a little bit of push and, and the reason to do that so that I don't, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still going through the grieving process, still honoring that, 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 honoring myself and the loss of that person not being there. Um, but I maybe have to do it at a different pace at different times. And so it, it, is, that, um, it is that not one size fits all, um, but there is a template in which we can kind of navigate through. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is being mindful of, am I going to set myself up for regret, which then compounds the grief.
1: By going too fast and not giving yourself time to do it when you think it's right not because somebody else said well you should be decorating right now you should put your tree up you should put your lights up right now well you know what i'm not ready for that and even if you don't do that this year that's okay Yep. Because that's your timeline. It's not yep. what somebody else wants. And by all means, stay away from the Hallmark movies. Yeah. They're all fake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the same story told yep. 80 different times, yep. and it yep. was fake to begin with. Yeah. Uh, well, well, in your, you know, and that, and that for some individuals, that watching the Hallmark movie, because everything gets wrapped up in a nice little bow at the end of, of 90 minutes, right? Um, and, and that could be either a loss of a loved one. Or a loss of a marriage or of a relationship, and and those losses are equally difficult during this time period. Um, or, or a loss of employment, or yeah. you know, all those things are equally. And watching a Hallmark movie that gets everything wrapped up um, within ninety minutes or two hours um, can can have a have a, an opposite effect on us, right? Um, though I do think having you know my my Diane has, you know, Hallmark playing all the time at my house, you know, and, and, and if she, and if she, and, and then of course, you know how like certain movies you were talking about Christmas vacation is on the loop, you know, yes. Um, yes. and, and, but uh, sometimes if you get beyond, you know, the, 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 the glitz and all those types of things, sometimes there's a message in there about people, um, about people. Uh, forgiveness and about uh, coming together and about the importance of family um, and working through um, some of those differences for something greater than ourselves you, well, you
1: only have to watch the last minute of a Hallmark movie to hear all that because an uh, hour and a half is yeah, all the yeah, setup for that one yeah, minute yeah, payoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And more times than not, at the end of a Hallmark movie or any movie, that's why I'm not a big movie person because yeah. I'm like, gosh! I just wasted two hours of my life watching that movie, and it, I yep. knew
0: it was going to end that way, yep. but I did it anyhow because it got sucked into it. So. Yeah, yep, yep. And 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 I think some. I think to me, uh, appreciating uh, film, you know, meaning movies, and, and now we have Netflix series, which is just a movie, you know, expanded, you know, over multiple episodes. Um, it's it, it's really reminds me, and I talk about this in some of my my presentations, is about the idea of the journey of the hero or the heroine in the story. Even though it's pretty predictable in Hallmark movies of what exactly is going to happen at the end, um, but but that journey is is really what we may be able to learn from, right? And that's kind of like going through this time period um, of of 2020 and specifically this leg of the journey going through the holidays. Um, how am I, these are the challenges, these are the obstacles that are in front of us right now. Um, it, it could be a loss of someone, it could be a loss of someone on top of um, the seasonal affect disorder that, that reoccurs with a person every year. And um, And now I can't even, I don't even have the normal distractions that I would have had last year with the busyness of, uh, of, of going to a, a, a company, you know, Christmas party or, or whatever it might yeah. be. And how am I going to navigate through this? Because on one hand, I may have to say, you know, I'm not ready to put up a Christmas tree. And then how am I going to feel on December 27th, if I didn't put up the Christmas tree, Good. Point. am I, I going to beat myself up because I didn't do it? Or, or, or once again, I uh, something I can't change because it's already passed. So I, I, I encourage people to say, I know right now you don't want to put up a Christmas tree. I get it, totally get it. You don't want to put any, you know, do any decoration. Totally get it. Can you at least do me a favor if you decide to change your mind? It's okay.
1: Yeah, you could do it any time of the year. It doesn't have to be on a specific day. If you wanted to do it on January first because you wanted to to have a moment you could still do that because it's okay because it's your timeline right
0: yeah exactly and you probably get christmas decorations cheaper and so um
1: <laughs> so my question to you then with 2020 coming to a close and as we get into a new year of 2021 uh, one thing that i'm going to take away from 2020 is the appreciation of what Uh, not only Christmas but all the other holidays but every single day is the camaraderie the conversations that I have I'm going to appreciate a hug I'm a hugger I'm a handshaker so the last eight nine months I've been going through a little withdrawals and at the same time feeling kind of lonely and that isolation a little bit Uh, when that all comes back I'm going to appreciate it even more than I did the first time around I think that's something we all could probably take away from 2020 as we go into the new year correct?
0: Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's interesting you bring that up, Steve, is that even in the Rockford area, we we went through, you know, the quarant- the first wave of quarantining. And then we were in, over the summer, we were in phase four, which meant, meant maybe not the hugging as much or the handshaking, but we, we could go to restaurants and eat outside and doing certain things. And I think, at least for myself, I think that in my mind, I just kind of transitioned to that and I don't think I savored it as much as I think I'm going to in the future, because then when it started getting taken away again, I'm like, I really wish I would have really appreciated being able to go to blank restaurant or go and do certain thing, Um it was almost like, okay, that, that, you know, I was grounded for a little bit and, and then I was re, you know, released from my grounding and I just got back to normal, normal, um, during the summer months. And then when it got taken away again, the the freedom to be able to go there, I, um, I, I know that I didn't appreciate as much as I could have. And that, like you said, I want to be much more intentional, um, uh, about appreciating and savoring that and, and not, not falling in the trap of taking it for granted. Right.
1: I think this big pause for the globe is probably a good thing too, because a lot of uh, generation Z's and generation Xers, everything is instantaneous. They've never had to wait for anything. So I think we all maybe learned the term wait and see, and just not to take everything for granted. So that could be another good thing to come out of 2020. I know a lot of people lost a lot of loved ones and I'm not trying to take That background minimize that in any way, but maybe we all learn something about you know what we don't need the technology as much, and we do need that connection with people, and maybe we're just falling into that whole uh, time warp of technology, and that's our best friend. And well, you know what, that may have been an opening now for us. The technology has given us a door to communicate a little bit more. But what are you communicating? with? Well, who are you communicating with, you know, and that kind of stuff. So I think maybe that's a a good thing for us to take away as well as that pause, maybe gave us a chance to think about the bigger picture.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I I remember, and, and I imagine you remember this too, in the end of the 90s, in the beginning of the 2000s, um there was this huge piece if you if you're doing things on you know this this whole thing that was coming on about the internet and if you if you're incorporating the internet into your business and and using computers in your business then somehow that was going to immediately project your business to that next elite level yeah. and as if the internet or technology computers were the answer in itself and I remember during that time period hearing some people in the midst of all the noise about that saying, but maybe it's just a tool. Maybe the internet's just a tool. It's not the answer. And, um, and now, of course, you know, uh, in 2020, we know that the, the internet and technology and all that is is just that, you know, because everyone's utilizing it now. It's not, it, it doesn't, it doesn't differentiate you anymore. It's, it is just that, that tool. And I think to your point, I think that is um, I would have never, well, literally a year ago, I didn't know how to do zoom. I had it, you know, so, and now I I've, I'm well-practiced at using zoom and setting up meetings and doing that and, and presenting that way. Um, but I would, I would hands down, I would rather be physically in person Correct. um than than looking at a screen um and uh, do i appreciate it's 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 a it's a good tool to use as as the medium right now um absolutely i appreciate it but um i would much rather be in person um having that conversation regardless if it was like this or or with family members or uh in other aspects of uh interacting with people so
1: now that i have you here with me i'm just gonna flip this. Yep. script here a little bit. So yeah. give me some things that I can do if I'm suffering with depression uh, during the season, not, not massive depression from loss of life, because that's a whole different thing. But i um, suffering from seasonal effect disorder. I, I'm a little down. I got the blues. It's going to be snowing here for the next you know, three months. We're all going to be in great cloudy skies. What a wonderful picture I'm painting. I'm sorry. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> give me some tips that I can do to help my psyche out during this yeah. time period.
0: Well, there's a couple of different things, you know, and, and the idea, number one, the idea behind seasonal affect disorder has, has a lot to do with how the body responds with, um, less sunlight Mm -hmm. than, than other times of the year. Right. And so you don't hear about seasonal affect disorder with people that live closer to the equator right? So, um, or, or the Southern part of the United States. So, so true seasonal affect disorder is really about, uh, uh, sunlight and what does sunlight do? Well, it does a lot of things for us, but vitamin D in particular is one of those things. So we can choose to supplement vitamin D in, you know, through, through a supplement, through us, through a supplement, the best way to get vitamin D is sunlight. Um, but, during where we live, um, a vitamin D supplement can, uh, can aid in that. Um, The other thing that I think is real important is making sure that we are in control of our schedule and not letting uh, outside circumstances control our schedule. Meaning if, if normally I, you know, I, I, I take a walk, you know, during Uh, warmer time periods, then what I'm going to encourage invest in winter clothing and still take that walk. So, so structure your day, structure it so that you are still, well, one structure your day anyways, because then you're controlling your day versus the day controlling you. And, and the second part of that is getting outside. Now, True, it's gonna you're gonna have to prepare a little bit more. It's gonna you know have to bundle up and do all those things because you want you want your experience outside not to be um, bitter or uncomfortable. Um, but what I've realized when I started learning to do that and stopped kicking snowdrift because it got cold, which it does every year, um, I uh, I started observing things in the winter and in the silence when I'm outside um, in the, in the cold of of the winter months, observe things that I normally wouldn't observe if it was July or, or June. And, um, and just being able to appreciate that piece of it. Some of it is, there's definitely a chemical piece that we can, can work on, make sure that you're, you know, um, being aware of what you're putting in your body, um, hydration, uh, you know, water and good, good clean food, whole food and limiting um, the, the processed foods and, and the simple sugars and the high fat foods because that's gonna affect our mood going up and down. Um, so, so some of those things and making sure that we're exercising. Now we could do all those things and still be impacted by uh, sad or seasonal affect disorder, absolutely. But it's really about how do we minimize the impact of that? Um, supplement, supplementation, um, getting outside. Uh, You know, some people use who have more severe um, SAD, they will get the uh, light, uh, the light, uh, light treatments. Yep. And, and that, that has been known to help individuals as well. Um, But the the reality is that with any of these things, these are all um, what we refer to as alternative therapy therapies, and they are going to have a more gradual impact um, than a medication or something, and and so it's really about uh, disciplining and consistency to those to those things to have long lasting effects.
1: So not succumbing to the fact that you're a victim because it's cloudy and it's dark and your world has changed because of the circumstances, is you take the lead, you take control of your life, you still do what you want to do, you just have to prepare better for it. And then you don't feel so confined, so dark, so gloomy, so miserable, because you're making those steps for you to make yourself happy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, Steve, I, I had, a, had a situation, this was a long time ago, and this would be when I was, I was in my early 20s and I would go on, you know, uh, vacation or journeys. Um, you know, I, I, typically back then I'd go out to South Dakota, out to the, the Black Hills and, and uh, the Badlands area, and they would, these would be solo trips. I, I can't even make this up, but you were a
1: wanderer. You were a wanderer. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> and, and,
0: and and as they would say, I was I was trying to find me, but I was wandering out there. And every time that I went out there, inevitably it ended up being rainy and overcast and colder than usual. And this was June, July, and August, based upon which year it was. And every time I went out there, oh, if you would have been here last week, or you know, and this is un- this is unseasonable, Kevin. I, you know, we don't we don't know this never happens. Blah blah, blah all those things, right? What I realized, I'm already out there. I still did all the things I was going to do. I still did all the hiking I was going to do, still did all the exploring that I was going to do because I was there. I, I mean, it wasn't like I was going to be able to drive 12 hours back home and then like rearrange it. I didn't have that kind of vacation time. And so what I realized is that those, those hikes and those, that exploring and that spiritual development that I had uh, still happened. And then when I went out there years later, um, went on another trip, even when Diane and I got engaged out there, um, it, it was that overcast. It actually snowed June 3rd um, of, of 93 when we were out there. Snowing in June. Right? <laughs> and, um, but, uh, it, but we went out there later. I, I noticed that when it went out and it was sunny, like it's supposed to be in July out there, um, I noticed that I was almost like looking for – the smells that came from the rain. There wasn't as many people on the trails. So I had that solitude that I was looking for. I was almost disappointed that it was now sunny and nice because this had been uh, part of my experience. And so I'm like, okay, how can I bring that back when I'm here in Rockford, when, when the weather changes or it isn't what I ideally think? Um, and then I started buying uh, warmer winter clothes so I could uh, be outside in the wintertime and and in the snow. There's a lot of times where
1: we do things with the different seasons and uh, mainly that's why a lot of us stay here in the Midwest is because of the season change is because we get to experience different things such as when it snows and everybody sees all the tree limbs and all the Christmas trees flocked with the new fallen snow it's gorgeous it's beautiful you don't get to see that in California or Florida that's one of the benefits so that's why we appreciate that so much the first time we see it by yep. about the 18th time we're bored of it and we want it to be sunny again but yep. you, the whole point of why we live in the Midwest is for those changes yep. and if we embrace those changes instead of being so gloom about that change I think maybe we would all have a better mental health about the changes
0: yeah, absolutely and then as we as we plan our day and plan our week as you were saying earlier that you know we then can be in control of it in control of at least that aspect you know and and, the, and so um, you know having something to look forward to even even if it's uh, not what we would have done, a year ago at this mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. Um, but it's still something that we can look forward to because that seems to be really important for us as humans to have something to to look forward to, especially in, in America, we work hard so that we can then look forward to that thing where we can either celebrate or relax or, or whatever that is. And we need to sometimes work harder at building that in when other things are um, you know, uh, saying that we can't, you know, because of restrictions or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things I want to just kind of uh, also touch on is you were you were talking earlier. I know we're bouncing back to the to the to the changes or grieving. Sure. Um, you know, one of the things that we're seeing as as counselors is that um, uh, having these uh, polarized views on um, safety around COVID um, or, or other things that have that have happened in twenty twenty, and and. And a lot of that is generated by, by fear. Um, the fear of something happening or the fear of, well, if I give in to this uh, restriction, then I'm going to be, I'm just going to be a puppet and all this or in, in there, on both ends of those extremes, it seems to be driven by this fear, um, fear of getting the virus um, or, or the, or the fear of, uh, you're giving up some level of control in my life or whatever it may be. And, and this has been impacting uh, couples, impacting families, impacting friends, this, this, this uh, polarization of it. And I guess my invitation with, when I'm working with clients that way and to anybody that may be listening is I'm, I'm fairly confident. Hopefully it'll be 21 um, that the restrictions are going to be uh, uh, lessened. Uh, the the virus in itself is going to be more contained. There's a there's a hopefully a good possibility that by this time next year um, we'll be minimally at level four, if not uh, level five, or phase four, if not phase five. How we're doing this holiday season, not only in our own personal within us, but then how we're Uh, choices that we make with our family and with our friends uh, respecting where they're at wherever they're at with it um, we need to keep that in mind um, because 21 will happen 22 will happen um, but the story that we're going to be telling then is the story we're writing right now Um, I'd rather make a better choice today than have to say I'm sorry um, sometime in the future
1: well, I think as a country, even as humans, we've always had a difference of opinions. We've always had different viewpoints. Uh, when was it all of a sudden change where we all had to be 100% in compliance with everything? Uh, yeah. I think that's what makes this country so great. I think that's what makes us as humans so good, is we have different thoughts and different viewpoints. And if we keep our minds open to change, open to the technology that we talked about, open to Uh, The control and letting go of some of that control. Sometimes uh, I think we all can learn at the same time and we all make ourselves better people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, so let me ask you this, this, this question, because this is one of the questions I ask uh, when I do presentations. So Steve, for you in the last nine months, what has Steve learned about Steve that he wouldn't have learned if COVID-19 wouldn't have happened?
1: I had a very busy schedule, and work always comes first in my world and pre-COVID world. Um, I had to do this, had to be there, had to do this, had to host this event. Never said no. I never said no. I think because of COVID-19, having these past few months to be at home on weekends, spend more time with my family, do some of the chores, I guess you would say, or things that I wanted to do around the house, I did freely um, on my own time frame. Uh, I'm blessed. I still have a job. I get that, but at the same time, it it gave me a chance to breathe a little bit, appreciate the family more than I probably was taking for granted. I never knew it, Um, and just being able to come in and do my job every day now with a sense of, well, guess what I get to do today? I get to be on the radio. I get to do something that I have a passion for and I love. And I, I guess appreciation would be more because if I wouldn't have had COVID-19, I probably wouldn't have got that pause to do some inventory and do some soul searching and see what's great and what's right for me. So I, I appreciated the time because gave me a chance to appreciate my family more. Yeah.
0: You know, I, I, I hope that um, that when, as this this time period is really that, that because of the pause, we've had to do things differently, maybe some time to reflect on, you know, hopefully reflect on it, um, start practicing doing it a different way. Um, As we go into that uh, new normal or that reorder, um, like you said, we need to, how do I implement that and not uh, buy into uh, always having to, always, you know, that sense of urgency all the time. Because um, I, I very much resemble that. Um, I, 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 I recognize that I have to work at saying no so I can say yes to the right things. Um, and that's not an easy thing for me to do because somehow I think I have more capacity uh, than probably I do. But, but COVID's, uh, for example, I haven't been to back to the gym since March and I've converted a space in my basement to work out. And now that, not not at the moment, but um, I, I'm looking at, do I really want to do that? Do I want to go back to the gym, or can I uh, save that commute time, and and just you know, add add, add some more uh, equipment into my just at my house? Um, I don't know if I'll do that, but it's for the first time in forty years that I've actually even contemplated it. Um, so I think that's one of the things, uh, not just here at this holiday season right now, but then overall with this whole experience, you know, um, I just encourage people to ask that question so that we can at least be thinking about what of what opportunities come in the midst of all this chaos.
1: Well, I give you credit for working out I'm at that point where do I want to work out or not? I'm not <laughs> even into the gym. Yet, so. <laughs> uh,
0: well, Steve, I, I so appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate, you know, a few weeks ago when I was able to be on, on, on your show and, um, and, and again, this is not by any means, you know, we know that there has been significant losses of life, Absolutely. um, of, of, of health, um, uh, obviously, our, our normalcy has been, has been interrupted and challenged, um, but it's really about trying to, as you've shared, what can we learn during this time period and what things do we have control over, meaning our actions and our thoughts, in the midst of all these things we don't have control over. And I think you gave some, some great examples in your own personal life. And uh, I I hope you have a a great uh, and Merry Christmas and uh, plan for a new year. As we wrap up, if there's anything you would want to give to the listeners. uh, Sure. Uh, The journey, if you're just watching this
1: for the first time, just hearing about it for the first time, as I am, uh, does this air every month? Uh, Where do you play this at? Where do we find this at? Uh, what other topics do you discuss?
0: Yeah. So, uh, so the journey has been, I started it two years ago, um, uh, November of 18. Um, we now, the, this will be the 103rd episode of me, uh, having a conversation with someone and they are, the journey is based on, uh, Joseph Campbell's work, the hero's journey. And it's a template of, of life that we all go through. Some of us are conscious and some of us are unconscious about that journey of going from normal or order into disorder, um, or some people refer to the dark night of the soul into uh, reorder or returning home. And this idea of some individuals who've come onto the show, they have uh, talked about topics as we did today, or they've gotten more into their own story of how uh, they've had, they failed forward, how they've had setbacks, either because the lady was on last week uh, 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 or two weeks ago, Laura, born in Mexico City, immigrated here um from Mexico City, and she talked about her journey of coming here and not speaking English, and and struggling with with poverty and all those types of things, and um, and, and uh, now she works for Rockford uh, School District, and she's in the grant writing area and does an after school program with students uh, whose second language is English, and so. It's those types of stories of mental health, um, someone who's recovered from addiction or, or suicide attempts or, or lost a member from suicide. Those setbacks is one part of the story, but more importantly, what did they learn along the journey, um, about themselves and now how are they living life because of it? Wow. And, um, so those are, those are, those are uh, the majority of the stories. And then other times we bring on topics like we did today and just uh, kind of do it a, a little bit longer format of doing a deeper dive of what can we do in the midst of a collective setback.
1: Wow. Well, I'm honored to be on the show because sometimes uh, some of the biggest struggles I have is am I going to shave today or am I not going to shave today? <laughs> do I look good this way or do yeah. I not look good this yeah. way? So to be a part of it, maybe uh, if, if, anybody got anything out of the show I'm grateful and um, I I believe in one of the uh, verses that uh, my pastor told me many times ago Uh, the Lord gives you gifts and sometimes you have to use those gifts and you don't even know when you're using them and if you don't use them then that's a crime because he gave you that gift to utilize for a reason and uh, maybe mine is the gift of talk and maybe mine's the gift of connecting and if we connected with you today on any topics, talk to Kevin he's a good guy maybe he can help you out and and my, my job was done here today.
0: So. Perfect, Steve. And just so, just you know, for the, for the listeners that I know sometimes people will find it on wherever they find their, their podcast, you know, on, on iTunes or Google Play, um, but you can also find it on KevinPolke.com, um and then also on YouTube, um, just under Kevin Polky, the Journey. And so all the episodes are there um, and you can go back and look at different guests that we're on. Um, and there's been some pretty, um, some pretty cool stories that have been on. I, I, I enjoy getting to meet, meet people and, and get enjoy get enjoy and getting to know you a little bit better. So thank you again for being on the journey. And- anytime,
1: anytime. You have any questions
0: you want to talk, just reach out. I'm right here. Sounds great. Okay. Steve, thank you very much. And uh you and your family have a great uh great Christmas and great new year. You're here, here, you too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely perfect. That was about was that, forty that was 45 minutes. Wow, that and, went fast. Yeah, that was that was that was perfect. We you know, we were able to go around a lot of different different areas. Um, but uh but in a lot of ways, that's that's how usually the conversations go, because they're just us having conversations. Right. right. So And uh, you know
1: what? And a lot of people uh, maybe not catch on the first thing, but maybe they'll catch on the second piece of information or they stick with the third and something may hit yep. at a different time. So yeah. I, I'm glad I, I kind of flipped it a couple of times asking you some questions yeah. that I know you had the answers for. Yep. Yep. So it worked out pretty well.
0: Well, and, and and that's one of the things that too I, I've always uh, you know especially like yourself or different in, individuals that come on that are already comfortable with this format and yeah. so I always know that they're a much richer experience I, you um, a good friend of mine we grew up together Tom Lou do you know you know Tom I don't right know Tom Lou Maybe oh okay so so Tom Tom was uh, does still does some stuff for WZOK. he um, he I has do this si- he does uh, sound matters. Yes. And, uh, he's done a lot of photography, public speaking, you know, he's down in Florida right now and, uh, lives in Florida, but, but t- Tom, uh, you know, he's, he's another individual that I've had on the show a handful of times and it, it, because we're just exploring topics. Right? So, right. right. so, well, Steve, thank you very much. I'll let you get back to, uh, your day. And, um, yeah, anytime that you have something come up that on, on your show and you need, you know, to kind of, you know, uh, dig down and, and sure. look at something. Feel free to reach out to me. I'll make time. And um, as as time goes on, I'll definitely uh, keep you on my list of uh, having you revisit on the journey.
1: Sure. Uh, you know, eating disorders. I think in this area is a big thing. There's not a lot of uh, resources for people with eating disorders. Yep. I, I think that's something that would be a, a great topic, maybe to dive into one time. Yeah. Um, you know, just to to help people out who think sometimes they're too fat and they're. they're physical don't fit right or they just don't look good and they're not happy with their own well-being that's a, a tough topic but i do know that there's not a lot of uh my daughter went through it about oh five six seven eight years ago still deals with issues every now and then um but there was no resources in the rockford area so we yep. had to go to the alexian brothers yep, in yep. elgin yep. and um and it helped a lot, but still I was kind of disappointed. There wasn't a lot of conversation about it in Rockford. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would, I would, yeah, I would love to have a conversation. I mean, inside scoop and I don't have a problem talking about it, but um, yeah, I've struggled with what's referred to as body dysmorphia um, since I was 10, 11 years old. And, in that in the same thing that, I had it was that paradox of the same thing that allowed me to start developing an identity, um, being a competitive athlete, and then later that competitive athleticism led to competitive bodybuilding. Um, you would you would think that someone who struggled with body image uh, disorder um, and then putting themselves on stage with a small piece of fabric and <laughs> and and the the intent was to be judged. Um, yeah. Um, But it was that thing where I had gotten some success from it, but it was also my biggest demon at the same time. Um, uh, Yeah, so it and at 50, you know, 52 years old, I still um, it's it's still it's it's not very far away. Right, yeah, I guess it's something you have to learn to
1: control, and one of those yep. things that you have to live with. Yep. And how do you manage it? But uh, that's a great topic. I don't know if I could ever help you on that at all, sure.
0: but I'm just saying that would be a topic oh.
1: that I would be a, a great viewer of. I would love to watch that.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, we uh, gives me some ideas. Yeah, that's, that me, was the use. whole point. That was yeah. the whole point. <laughs> all, all right, so uh, so this will be uh, released next uh, next Sunday. Uh, okay. Sunday, Sunday, Monday will be released. And um, typically what I do is uh, I, I, uh, we, we upload it to iTunes and and then up to YouTube. And then usually that day or the next day, then I release it to social media. Okay. Um, and then it'll be on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and, and all those. And then I'll tag you in that and um, go from there. I love it. Thank you so much. Kevin. All right. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate you it. Have a great week. Thank you very you much. You too. Have a great okay. season. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.